Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Go on an Adventure, where I give you some awesome book reviews and opinions on some amazing books that might set you off on your next adventure. As always, I'd like to remind everyone that these are just opinions on these books that I have read and that some other people have read. They are by no means fact. If you don't like the opinion, don't read the book. If the opinion makes you interested, check out the book and see if it's for you. We have a bunch of different types of ratings on these books that range from YANA to adult style fantasy. Um, so from ages about 13 to however old you are, really. Books really don't have much of an age. They're fantastic that way. A good book is a good book. Um, I have had a couple questions on my social media about why I do this podcast. You know, is it a waste of time and everything? And in all honesty, I do this really for me. I like to share my book adventures with a lot of people. And this is a way for me to reach out to others. So that way they can also check out these awesome books. See if they're interested in them. Because it gets really boring talking to yourself about a book. So leave a comment uh, on my podcast if you have any questions about these books. If... Uh, you have some other book ideas that you think that I should check out and put on my podcast, just let me know and leave them in the comments. Today, I'm actually going to do a book series, which I think was actually fantastically written. Uh, it is considered an NA series, which means it does bounce back and forth between YA and uh, adult fiction. It doesn't quite have a place to go. It's a little bit more adult than your normal YA books um, with some more spicy scenes in there i will give that away uh, as well as some more adult type themes however it's not quite the adult writing style uh and the aspect of it's very much fairy tale if you will now don't get me wrong there are some pretty good adult fiction books that are more fairy tale based or very much in the realm of fantasy um for one tolkien's lord of the rings fantastic elves ogres orcs wizards that's very much you know kind of a fairy tale type theme and it was fantastically done but that was a very much adult type writing style very um i don't want to say stephen king or not stephen king oh my gosh uh king james version it's a, that's a little too old um but more of just your older european writing style and fantastic book series if you haven't read the actual lord of the rings and are only basing things off the movies read the books the books are absolutely fantastic this series is going is called oh my goodness where did i put it ah it's a court of thorn and roses um by sarah j maz now sarah j maz is an absolutely fantastic author and i will admit i am floored by her accomplishments uh she's been writing since 2012 you ha may have known her name from the throne of glass series uh her newest series that has come out which is crescent city she's already out has book two out came out february of this last year or not this last year this year came out this year um i bought crescent city i have not read it yet she is a thick book uh it's about 800 pages she's she's a, she's a big one but i'm hearing so many amazing reviews on it that i can't wait to actually start the book as daunting as it might be I'm very much excited to read the series. It's it's something that excites me. Um, but what amazes me about Sarah J. Maas is she's 36 years old. 
started writing in 2012. So that's a decade, 10 years. So she was 26 when she started writing. That's not the amazing part. The amazing part is in 10 years, she has over 20 published works. Wow. That means she's literally writing two books a year. We'll say about every six months, she drops a book. How crazy is that? How absolutely amazing. You have to have a very creative mind to be able to do that. And that's, I am absolutely amazed by that. During her writing of Throne of Glass, I think it was about book three or four. So about halfway through the series, she had already dropped A Court of Thorn and Roses. Holy smacks. I mean, that's, that's crazy. So she wasn't even done with one series when she dropped a completely another series. And I'm floored. That's, that's absolutely amazing. The talent that that requires is stunning. And I haven't been able to uh, finish a Throne of Glass, the series yet. I have book one and two. I was told that I need to read Assassin's Blade first because it's like a prequel, but I might just skip that and go and read Throne of Glass because Sarah J. Maas has made me so interested in that. Um, and for those who are interested, uh, Throne of Glass is technically a YA series. Um, like I said, I don't know much about that one yet. Once I read that one, I will let you guys know. Um, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. So, but back on to what this podcast is about. The series this one is about. Uh, the series is a uh, Court of Thorn and Roses. It is, like I said, an NA book. And it's a very much fantasy book. It takes place mostly in the fey world. The fairy world of Prithian. Now, I'm not sure if I'm actually pronouncing it the correct way. Um, but... I will admit the creativity that she put in through all of this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the things that gets me attached to a book right away before I've even read the first chapter is if there is a map. If there is a map in a book, especially a detailed map, you know that the person took time to write this book because it is, it's hard to create a map. It really is. The detail that you have to involve for the mountains, the different areas of the places that's going to be involved in this world, just everything that is involved, there's there's a lot of detail. Absolutely a lot of detail. And if there is a map that is as detailed as this one is, if I could take a picture and put it on my audio feed, I would. I might do a video. Who knows? We'll see. But if you could do a write a book based off of a map like this one, it is... I can promise you it's going to be a worthwhile book, worthwhile book. Um, but so this takes place mostly in the fairy realms of Perinthian. However, there is a wall that splits off the fairy world to the mortal lands. Um, it is a fantastic read. Uh, it grips you all the way through. This series is technically five books long. However, the way I've read it is the first three books, which is A Court of Thorns and Roses, Court of Mist and Fury, and A Court of Wing and Ruin. It's more of the trilogy. Those three are what matters. Those three are the meat of the actual story. And of those three, I will tell you right now, A Court of Mist and Fury is my absolute favorite. That book had me on such a roller coaster. It was ridiculous. All of the... the uh, angst that followed from book one the anxiety that was there and yes there there is feelings of anxiety that you get when you read a book 
with a character that faces something crazy. You can actually feel, especially if you can understand the situation. I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to give away the book. But gist of it, something happens at the end of book one, which literally changes the life of the main character. And in the beginning of book two to like the first like six chapters, I believe, there's you can feel that anxiety, the essentially PTSD, if you will, uh, of what happened at the end of book one. And it's a struggle for her. And with it being that struggle, the people that she cares about most that are around her are essentially ignoring that. And some of us know how that feels to go through something traumatic and uh, have people ignore that essentially you went through something traumatic and expect you to just go about your day like nothing happened. Like everything is back to normal. Nothing's changed and everything like that, even though it is completely obvious that something has indeed changed and you don't know what to do. Book two leads into some other trials and tribulations that happened that lead into book three. Um, it's absolutely fantastically done. Those three books are wonderful. And like I said, the meat of the story. Book four, which is A Court of Fo Frost and Starlight, allow me to speak correctly, um, is more of what I would call a novella. It's a smaller book. And by smaller, I mean, it's like maybe 200 pages. Uh, it definitely a small novella, short read that has to deal with a specific event that happens uh, in that world. Not necessarily in the same time frame, but in that world and what they normally do for that kind of thing. What each uh, part of the realm does and her specific realm, which is the night court and how they celebrate that specific event. Book five is called A Court of Silver Flames and that is not quite a standalone book because I'm hearing, and this is just rumor, that she has more books planned to follow book five. But book five is more based off of a character that you hear about in book one, that she has a, plays a little bit of a role, role in book one, uh, comes back towards the end of book two, and then book three, she plays a bigger part in the role. Um, and book four, it essentially changes the perspective to that person. So it's more of her story and right after the events of book three. And so you s should still definitely read the other, you know, three books to get an understanding of where she is and what's happening. Um, considering that her story comes after the events of what happened in the first three books. Um, she's a big book too. She's about 700 pages. Uh, they're all good reads. The detail that was done in these books were absolutely fantastic. You can feel the emotion of these characters. You can feel everything that they're going through. The, the mourning of the deaths of people, the excitement of certain things, um, the straight up, uh, what would it, the, the straight up delusional feelings of just everything everything you feel absolutely everything and that is always fantastic when you're reading a book and you can understand and feel everything that the main character feels the angst the love the happiness the excitement the joy when you can read the book and it transports you completely to where you feel everything that that character feels and you feel 
heartbroken as the character feels heartbroken or you feel absolutely enraged because this character feels rage towards someone or a situation or whatnot that are telltale signs of a fantastic book absolutely fantastic book and she does this miss moss definitely enraptures you with the feelings of these characters absolutely brings you into this world and you can't stop reading when I got book one, it was actually a Christmas present and I was lucky enough to get the collector's edition, which is beautifully done. The cover and everything always suggest a collector's edition, even if it is definitely more spendy, so worth it. I was gripped, completely gripped from page one, um, the storyline and everything. I will say, I honestly thought at the end of book one that everything was kind of done because the way she wrapped up the end wasn't a cliffhanger left it open to you know a possible you know stuff could happen later um but it definitely wrapped it up in a way where you could see oh well they lived happily ever after oh but there's more books let's see what else happens and book two definitely took took a dive took a dive into you know the craziness and everything like that and in a world where we have a lot of hidden essentially me mental health issues, whether it's depression, anxiety, um, everything like that. She was able to kind of put all of that in there in a different perspective and make it an alive thing. Give it a type of awareness that we don't realize it needs. And I love that. I love seeing authors essentially write about mental health without writing about mental health because I would say just about everyone suffers from some form of mental health, whether it's anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, just to name a few, obviously the few, you know, main ones. She grabs all of that and she puts it in a fantasy world to show that it happens to many people, even people in the worlds of fantasy. It is a true thing that we need to face and we need to find ways to, to deal with it, to cope with it, to understand it. When you see characters who have forms of PTSD, you know, and they get nightmares because of this. That's a real thing. And you can feel that with these characters. You feel them waking up terrified from their nightmares, you know, with PTSD. And yes, that does happen in this book. So if you have PTSD or if you have any type of mental health, you know, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, whatever, you will definitely get along with these characters. And I say that because when I read books, I definitely act almost like I'm there with the characters, having a conversation with them, you know, just because I delve so deep into these books. I want to be a part of that world. And I did. When I delved into these books, I felt everything these characters felt. And as someone who suffers from anxiety and depression, I could relate on so many levels with so many instances that happened through this series. And I love that. I absolutely love it because it makes you one with the characters, makes you want to read the books further, and I, I loved it. I really do hope that she is planning on continuing this series after The Silver Flame. Um, and I'm, I'm hearing rumors that she plans on like two or three more. So I don't know. I've been looking. I've been searching to see any type of confirmation. Uh, she has no confirmation on her site that I found. Now, granted, I might have to do a little bit more digging, and I'm willing to do more of that digging to find out if she's going to have more. 
published. I really, really hope she does because I would love to see how this character continues through her new life um, after everything because uh, she was a very interesting character uh, and she was supposedly like the elder sister of the main character not to, you know, have any spoilers or anything. Like I said, this book series is definitely one that I would truly, truly recommend. Uh, for those of you who like a little spice in your stories, definitely in the series. Not so much in the first book. There's more of hinting and a couple of times where you go, is something going to happen? Ooh, did, did, did that just happen? Um, and I think there's maybe one or two actual uh, intimate scenes. Uh, book two is where uh, you'll, you'll get a lot more of your spice. Lot, a lot more of your spice. Um, and no, to make people understand, that's not why I like book two. Uh, that's a plus to the story. But um, what grabbed me with book two was how everything just flipped upside down compared to book one. Um, how everything just kind of changed and became this roller coaster and all the things that you're finding out. And there's, there's love, there's betrayal, there's so much that happens in book two that just makes me absolutely love it. And it, it definitely the best one of the three. All of it is good. They all are good. Um, but I will say book two is definitely my, my favorite. And apparently I'm not the only one. <laughs> There's a lot of people who find that book two is the, I don't want to say the most powerful, but a favorite of most due to all that it entails, all that is a part of it and makes it the best of the three. Um, obviously, I'm talking about book two a lot, which book two is A Court of Mist and Fury, just to be clear. Um, Please, please, please read the series. Read book one. Read A Court of Thorns and Roses um, and let it lead you to book two because you're not going to understand anything that's going on in book two without reading book one. Um, and then book three, A Court of Wing and Ruin, is definitely the climax to everything that has been going on. There was a few times where I wanted to throw that book too, to be fair. Like a few times. And... Yes, I am an emotional reader. Like I said, I feel what the characters feel. And so when it gets to a point where there's so much emotion, I have been known to yell at my book and possibly throw it. So, um, yeah, don't be in a room with me while I'm reading. You never know what could go flying. <laughs> so, um, but yes, uh, A Court of Thorn and Roses. That is the series of this podcast today by the amazing Sarah J. Maas. Um, I am going to be reading Crescent City next. Uh, I've been hearing so many big things about it and I can't wait to start it. It's just slightly daunting because of how thick it is. Um, but I'm hoping that's a good series too. Uh, Court of Thorns and Roses, highly recommend. I definitely give it a 10 out of 10 for book series. Um, five star out of five, highly acclaimed and definitely needs the love most people already know about it it's already getting a lot of love i just had to throw it back out there because this is a fantastic read um like i said holds you throughout the whole series i hope to see more from the series uh following a court of silver flames i'm crossing my fingers and if i know anything more i will let you all know once i find out it'll be on here trust me 
because I will be doing more by Miss Sarah J. Moss. That is going to be it for today, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in again to Let's Go on an Adventure. And I hope that this series may have brought you to a new one. So have a fantastic Sunday. Hope everyone has a wonderful day and let your adventure begin.